The following production is brought to you by the Talkin' Buds Leave Show. Talkin' Buds Leaf Show Game 4 Post-Game Edition in the books. If anyone ever asks you why being a fan of this franchise takes years off your life, show them, sit them down, and make them watch that hockey game that we just watched. I was ready to come on here after the second period and rip into that team for starting the game the way they started it tonight. Just a brutal first period, outworked all over the ice, a moderately better second period, but still outworked for the most part. Then in the third period, the team we've been waiting to show up in Tampa showed up, erased a three-goal deficit, and then Alex Kerfoot wins it in overtime. Oh, my God. I am... Oh, my God. I have the worst takes in sports history. I, 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 I don't even know. Like we were ready to. I was like I you was ready said, to spaz. I was spazzing at the end of that second period. Spazzing, like, like you said, to come on here and to start getting pissed off, upset, ripping into people for not showing up and not playing well. I know game three, they won an improbable hockey game. But, you know, sometimes a team can get lucky. And you're, you're watching that game through the first two periods and even 10 minutes into the second or into the third. And I, people are texting me. Everyone's texting me that I know being like this, like everyone looks scared. This is no good. And like, what did I just watch again? Two straight games of being absolutely floored. Like what? I know. Just happened. I know. It's I it's almost couldn't, I couldn't react. I know. Like I, we were so checked out because of the four-one lead. And when do you ever see this team ever come back from a four-one deficit? I I was ready Never. to pack it in. I was ready to come on here and I was going to rip into everybody for the effort. I was going to rip into getting dominated in the neutral zone. I was going to go at Sheldon Keith for overthinking and getting out coached again. And then. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Let's keep an eye on Twitter here. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody stood up in the dressing room between the second and third period and said something because they came out and they looked like a completely different hockey team. I think Tampa thought that they had that game wrapped up and took their foot off the gas a little bit. But man, oh man, just, just, they have their foot on the throat of the Tampa Bay Lightning right now. I mean, you say foot on the throats, but I don't. I don't want to bring up what happened in the bubble uh, to not get too ahead of ourselves. But let's just get the obvious out of the way, in my opinion, and that is winning two hockey games, not one after game three, not coming out and saying that we don't win hockey games like that, and that was just being down one goal. Yeah, they got dominated, whatever. But that was one goal. You you were just one lucky bounce away from tying that hockey game, and you did it, and you won it in overtime. But doing what other teams have done to you, a la Boston Bruins, three goals down. It was 4-1 is trending in Canada right now. 
with 10 minutes left in the third period is borderline shocking. And for people who have been fans of this team, for people like you and me have been doing this podcast for five, six years, are just used to a certain result in these type of games. And I am just... was I, Last podcast episode, I said I was shocked. This is... I don't even know. What's the word above shocked? What is it? I, I don't know because that's what I am right now. I, I don't even know what to think or say or what take I should have because I was ready to just punch every player in the face verbally. And now it's just... What just ha- what just happened? They I, I have no idea. This organization has an opportunity. This group of players has an opportunity now after that win. You just broke the Tampa Bay Lightning spirit. They were up 4-1. They were dominating that game. You marched all the way back. And they're sitting around. John Cooper said after game three, he was like, you know, we're not, we weren't uh upset. We or we weren't sad. We were pissed off. They're all sitting in the in that Tampa Bay dressing room right now, looking around at each other, going, "We just blew a three goal lead, and now we're down three one in the series, heading back to Toronto. When the Lightning have have been a far worse team on the road this year than they have been at home. I just like I hope these guys. I hope that they ride this momentum wave that they're currently on, and they understand you. This team is on the ropes after that. Like you." Land the knockout punch. You have the chance to land the knockout punch on Thursday. Land the knockout punch. Let's go. And this is where you don't want to look stupid, right? Because they've been up 3-1. They blew it. Last year, they're up 3-2. They they were at a point in game six where they could have won that game, and they didn't. But I I think I don't want to get too ahead of myself because, like, we just just know what happens. But the biggest difference in this series is just sitting – staring at you in the face, punching you right in the face is just two games that they don't win that they win. Like I, I, I just, I, I don't even know. Like I, we come on here, we give our opinions, we watch the games, but how for someone who's so used to a certain result year after year and the way we felt after the second period and halfway through the third for them to just win that hockey game was just, I, I don't even, I, I'm, my my expertise is out the window. The fandom has come to the forefront, and it's just unbelievable how they're in this position. I I, I it's unbelievable. I want to give Austin Matthews his due because I was sitting there and I was saying to myself, you know what, like this guy, like I wasn't just talking about him specifically. I was talking about the core, and I was like, the these guys, like their legacy is going to be that, like we need they don't show up when the team needs them the most. And Austin Matthews came out to start that third period, and he was was way more effective than he had been all game long. And he gets two huge goals for them, and then he's in on the four check on an other offensive opportunities. He had a couple chances in overtime. It's I'm going to give the guy props, man. Like that is the type of. That is what we have been waiting for, the level, because everyone has always thought this about him, that there's another level that he can get to in the postseason like this, and that he got there in the third period of this game. Huge reason why they were able to come back. I almost don't know what to say. Like, I'm sitting here, my heart is racing. Like, normally I come on, you and I come on here, and, like, we're kind of composed, and we thought about what we were going to say and whatever. No, we are freewheeling right now, ladies and gentlemen. Like, we are 
riding an emotional high after watching them win that game in overtime. Alex Kerfoot, of all guys, getting the game-winning goal. I was punching Alex Kerfoot in the gut all game verbally, being like, this guy, yeah, he's got some foot speed, but he's not doing anything out there, and he just puts himself in a good spot in front of the net. And that just... The thing I liked about this comeback is they tied the game in game three. They go into, oh, they got dominated second and third. They tie the game. They go into OT. They get dominated. What I liked about this game is at some point in the third period when Matthew scored that first goal for the comeback, they took over the game at that point. Yes. Like even in overtime, Nylander drives to the net. Another guy who I was ready to throw a spaz on, whether you like it or not, um, takes a penalty. The power play didn't look great tonight. And boom, the power play capitalizes, which what we've been talking about all year. Yeah, they're first. Yeah, they're second. Yeah, they're third in the league in power play percentage. But when it comes to clutch power plays, they don't get it done. And a clutch power play gets it done in overtime. But where do we... Draw the line. Like, obviously, this is after the game, so, post-game. No, no. Really excited. No, no, no. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to look. That was an incredible comeback. We are not going to look into the past. We're going to look forward into the future. And we're going to say, like I like I was ranting about a few minutes ago, you have your opponent on the ropes. We've seen Brendan Shanahan hold press conferences talking about killer instinct. You have your opponent on the ropes. You just punched. You just kicked the lightning in the balls. Yeah, this game was more of a kick in the balls yeah. than the other one. You just kicked the lightning in the balls. You No more taking periods off. No more slow starts. I think Sheldon, the, the, only, the biggest takeaway that the coaching staff needs to have from this game, from these two games in Tampa, quite frankly, is they... For a large chunk of that game, they got dominated in the neutral zone. And they really, really struggle getting the puck out of their own end. They have to look at a potential solve for that. I do think you've got two puck-moving defensemen sitting up in the press box. That's something you should explore. That's not Sheldon Keefe's MO to just do that. So I don't think he's going to. But if you're going to get this done on Thursday, you the the neutral zone struggles have, have to be fixed and addressed. Yeah. That's my biggest, like watching that tonight, it was overwhelming jumping off the screen how, how much in the first two, two and a half periods, the Lightning were dominating play in the neutral zone. Well, it's interesting. Like I, I thought, I think the way they dominate in the neutral zone translates to fast breakouts and even extended ozone time. But it was interesting to look at the take of them kind of hitting the cruise control yes. and being leafy in a way. Yep. Just you have a lead, you feel good. Um, that's a game they win all the time, especially in the playoffs. You look at their playoffs record, their series record over the past three years. They've only lost one playoff series in the last three years. So that that that's a game where they get ahead and they they usually play a nice defensive structure, but also mixing in some good forechecking as well. And they just blew a lead. Yeah, they like, did. What, they just flat out blew a lead. Yep. And I love it. Yeah, I love it too. I love That's every great. second of it. Tonight was the first game where the rough stuff kind of 
chilled out a little chilled bit, out yeah. a little bit yeah. which was kind of nice to see obviously playoff hockey you'd love to see the rough stuff but it was it was nice to kind of get a break from that tonight and it looked like an absolute disaster but it was very nice to see this bulletproof hockey team with their smarmy coach blow a lead for once yep. and i know I it's not to, i can't wait to read his quotes after the game i know God, it's I not wait. over but this the, the the game three narrative is you took their best shot. You survived it. You got the W. Tonight was your team, your championship team, just blew it. Flat out blew it. And I love it. I can't wait to hear his little lawyer-crafted quotes prepared for tonight and tomorrow. Yeah, I can't wait for it either. We, you know, You know who I want to talk about right now, too? Matthew Nyes. Matthew Nyes saved a goal. In that game, he, this kid, every, every single game, he, I feel like a broken record talking about him, but like every single game, every single shift, I, he does something out there that impresses me. Uh, like that, that's a, you said to me during the game that this is going to be the first game where the Leafs lose with Matthew Nyes in the lineup. Yes. And that didn't happen. No, he's the good luck charm. He's the good luck charm. And he looked fast tonight. He did, I, yeah, he does. As someone who has been critical of his foot speed. He had a couple plays tonight where he was back checking, forechecking, where he looked like he was going balls to the wall and he did save a goal. I just, you know what? Like, God, come on, come on, fellas. Like, this, this is your chance. You have this team on the ropes. They're reeling. You're coming home. Like, let come on, boys. Come on. Let's like just do it. Just land the kill shot, man. Land the kill shot. Oh my God. Don't want to get too excited though. Don't want to get too excited. How can you not be excited after watching that, though? Yeah, because it's, again, it's just two games that they would net Like, look at last year's series. It was kind of like this team played better than this team, this team. Like, it was just kind of back and forth, back and forth. And then game six and seven kind of went the same way it always went. But when you win two straight games in a row on the road against the second best home team in the NHL, and then you're going home to play the Leafs, who are the third best team, home team in the NHL. Who's, uh, here's a question for you. Mike Bunting's suspension has now been served. Will he be in the lineup for game five? I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. It, it, I, I, this is a regular season topic to me. Whatever Sheldon Keefe wants to do, he can do. If he wants to um, take out Zach, like, I, I don't know. Matthew Nice is not coming out of the lineup. No. That, that's that's Absol- facts. That's not, not happening. I think the way everyone predicted Matthew Nye's playoff um, playing time has kind of been accurate. Sit game one. I mean, he could have came in. He could have replaced somebody, but Bunting got suspended, so he came in on that situation. But I, I don't really care about who's on the fourth line right now. I think in this series, one thing is clear that the fourth line is pretty useless, um, not a factor offensively. So if you want to take him out for Aston Reese or Lafferty, I don't, think, I don't really care. I think so, them coming back and winning this game, it... I think bunting is a, is a healthy for game five. I don't think Sheldon Keefe changes a thing about the lineup. That's I think that's just how he does things. I think this third period has been different than any other period in playoff in the last seven years because Austin Matthews showed up and acted like a big boy. And everyone else acted like a big boy. Morgan Riley has been absolutely oh my Europe all season. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I sat here and I and criticized Morgan Riley all season and I I I just didn't think he had a great year. He has been 
like, and we, everybody who covers this team heading into the playoffs said the same thing that Morgan Riley needs to be way better. He needs to be way more of a factor. And this guy, if you want to criticize guys not elevating their games at times in this series, you cannot criticize Morgan Riley for that. He has been just fantastic. That that kind of wrist shot from the point where you just kind of throw it at Seeing the net. Seeing eye wrist shot. Not too hard, not too soft, kind of just a floater. And he's hitting the, the net. net. He's not Harry Caning at yeah. 30 feet in the air. I feel like when Morgan gets his opportunity to shoot the puck, sometimes he tries to be to pick the top corner, but instead just kind of float to the middle of the point and just throw that floater wrist shot on net or like he did the other night, just get, he was right on against the board through the, again, the floater wrist shot on net. I mean, what, what, what about Sam Sonoff? Let, let, let's get to that too. I, I, I want to mention him. Was before. there any, was there any goal? T- like, were there any tonight that no. you thought were, were bad? No, no, I didn't think I so don't. either. No, I think they were really awful. I thought they gave up a lot of good scoring opportunities um, I mean, sometimes he is kind of an odd goalie. He gets um, he gets swimming at times. One of my buddies who who was a goalie throughout his hockey career did text me and said sometimes he does find him in weird positions in front of the net. Um, sometimes it looks like he gives up too much of the net, even though he's in his crease. I, I don't really know. Like sometimes you look at him, it's like, well, why are you in that position? But I mean, at the end of the day, he has been making some big stops. Like, I mean. It's just so odd. No matter what player we're talking about, what situation we're talking about, it's just so odd to speak of them in this type of game and this type of result. You're not used to it. It's new to me and you. Like, if we came on here, I like to have a good take every now and again, but as someone who is ready to absolutely rip apart the whole franchise after the second period and then coming on here being like, they just won the hockey game, it's almost like I walked into this. showed some balls. Like, showed, like... Like like they they didn't quit. Like I gotta yeah. give credit to them. Like they they would they have folded that exact game in previous years. They folded like a cheap suit. Didn't even come out. Wouldn't even come out for the third period. And like I said, I give credit to the man, and I give credit to Austin Matthews. Led the way in the third period, and I just, oh my god, just come on, fellas! Like come on, land that kill shot. End it. Yeah, just end it. End, end it. it. If you're Sheldon Keefe and you're going into that dressing room in game five, you're just looking around the room and saying, we have to do, we may be up 3-1, but this is a must-win game for us tonight. Absolutely. We have to win this game tonight. I don't think that's a bad take at all. I think no. if you just look at the history in general, it's this is, if we want to win this series, let's do it right now. And we I don't want to go back to Tampa. We're going to get people commenting and the haters be like, oh, you're up 3-1 against the Habs. You're up 3-1 against the Habs. And it's like, okay, yes, but even though the Leafs finished higher in the standings, everyone went into the series with trepidation based on the history and what happened last year. And the Leafs, in a lot of people's eyes, were were an underdog you just had a game that you were getting shit kicked for two periods that you came all the way back and won. You're in the lightning's heads now. Like, come on. Like, the psychological advantage is there. The momentum is there. Like, carry it through, gentlemen. Carry it. it through. End it. End it. Just like this podcast. And we're going to end it right now, too, because all we're doing is sitting here gushing back and forth and... Oh my God! Yeah, now we gotta wait two days. Like I said, if oh, two, yeah, two days. Oh my God! 
Like I said, though, if anyone ever asks you why being a fan of this team is just the craziest thing ever, show them that hockey game. That was being being a Leaf fan summed up in one game right there. I mean, I'm looking at your Twitter feed right now, and I see a lot of the first time John Cooper ever gave credit to the Leafs for John anything. Cooper, a quote from J- John Cooper, you put four on the board, You should that should be a win. Again, credit to the Leafs. There you go. The, like I said, like like they gotta like just oh my god. Anyways, we're gonna get out of here. I'm saying the same thing over and over again. There's yeah. no way that's compelling to listen to. Thanks so much for checking us out, everybody. If you like what you see, hit the like and subscribe button below. Spread the word. Tell your friends. We really appreciate it. We will see you right back here after game five. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. Let's go to the Blue Hotel. I want to live at the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.